Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The FCB Radio Network, where real talk lives. Hey yo, good morning and welcome to Necessary Roughness. My name is Eric E. Will Williams alongside Christy Maggard. Hey. And the Brian Blankenship. Present. <laughs> Later on in the show, we're going to be joined by none other than Darvio the Kingpin Morrow from the Outlaws Radio Show. I don't want him on the show today. You know what? <laughs> I don't think I do either. Christy, you could take a, a week off too. Right. No way. Fantasy pick six. I'm tired. No, I'm, I love it. I right. love it. Of I'm like McDonald's over here. I'm loving it. Yeah. Ba, da, ba, ba, ba. I, gotta, yeah. I have to tr- stop trying to outsmart the system by winning because I can't keep picking the same games. You got to you got to do like those women in March Madness that pick the teams by their color. Like what? Yeah. What uniform no, they like I, better? Don't put too much thought into it. Just don't pick what Eric picks because we all know <laughs> that's what. Anyways, we'll talk anyways, about it later. So <laughs> this is obviously our post-Halloween episode, and we're all parents here, minus Darvio. Um, so how was your guys's Halloween? Let's start with uh, Christy. It was great. Um, I took we we moved to a real small town. We're very rural, and um, so I took the girls to like a trunk or treat that Ashland University had put on. Um, in conjunction with the Girl Scouts. That was fun. Um, And then it turns out that the city that we live in has a fantastic trick-or-treat night. And, like, they got tons of full-size and, like, candy bars and treats and stuff like that. They My girls made out like bandits. So is it? Yeah. You say it's a small rural town. So is it yeah. like a one stoplight town? No stoplight. No none. <laughs> none stoplights. So I couldn't do it. I'm too much of a city boy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Brian. Uh, Halloween was good. I uh, went ahead and spent time with my son, you know, my 11 year old son. We went trick or treating as well. Uh, we got a lot. We got a lot, except for I, I'm, I'm still I don't know the lady, but I swear she gave us one of them 99 cent bag of chips. Like, <laughs> I mean, and they were Cheetos. So I'll be the first. To were tell they at least hot Cheetos? They were not hot Cheetos. Come that's, on, lady, get it together. Exactly. No, exactly. I love that kind of stuff. Dude, that's ridiculous. That's Why? ridiculous. No, I love the chips. I mean, you 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 drop one of them four piece Twix in there, the big ones, the super size, king size. The king size. Oh, I might pay you for it. Like, <laughs> but you no. can't expect that. No, like, you can't. That, no. but you got to think how many 99 cent bags that lady bought for all the kids to have them. That's a lot of money. And then my son Man, goes quit ahead. playing. You know she went to like GFS or something. Got Sam's a club. <laughs> right. She, and then on top of that, on top of that, the f- point that my son is carrying a bucket and it just takes up the whole bucket. So now I got to make the stop home to go ahead and, and drop off what's in it to refill it. Thanks a lot, lady. I y'all y'all complaining about free treats. Absolutely. And especially Cheetos. Wait, give, stop give it. Give them to me. I'll take them. Welcome you you actually stayed in your neighborhood? Well, yeah, absolutely. Man, man I'm You got to you got to take either a grocery bag or like a um a pillowcase and then when the when the bucket gets full, you dump it in the pillowcase. Well, we went around the neighborhood and like I said, well, we're new to the neighborhood. It's we're we're fairly new. We've mm-hmm. only been there a few months, so it was just checking it out to see what it was like, and we did it around there, and so it was easier to go home and do it, and then go back out and and hit it mm. again. So try. I'm still amazed that the, you stayed in your own neighborhood, both you guys. 
I live in the inner city. I'd never stay in my neighborhood. <laughs> I go to the suburbs where the rich white people are. <laughs> well, it's okay. hard when it's hard when trick or treats on a school night though, because I don't want to stray too far from home because I got to get my oldest home and in bed. And it was great because in um the the city, I guess I village. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> something or other where we live the downtown it's only for an hour and but the fire station had a big thing they were giving out donuts and cider and like full-size candy bars and it was it was great let me get to that (laughs) he is cheesing too (laughs) we went to a little white suburb oh yeah Um, how was that man it was good it was uh my son's first time going trick-or-treating And we actually, for those of you from Ohio, um, have heard of Mally's Chocolate. We were actually in the neighborhood of one of the Mally's. Um, And they were giving away, like, the big, like, I don't even know, like, really big, ginormous candy bars. They wound up giving, like, three of them to us because of how cute Gavin was. Like, (laughs) it was was nuts. I was like, score! (laughs) Now, in reference to what you were saying, Brian... I actually did have some guy give him a bag of crackers. That's ridiculous. My son was actually talking about that. He he mentioned he's like he's like like one time he had a actually honey graham cracker given to him, not like a pack of them, an actual graham cracker. My like son, out of the package. Yeah, out of the package. My son oh, was telling me about this right yeah. before we went trick or treating. That's like, not getting eaten. You show me where that house is. We will egg it. No. <laughs> so my favorite part of it all, though, was shout out to the people who had their fire pit out in their driveway. Yeah. And for the adults, they had adult beverages in the form of cider and mm, Captain. I didn't get uh, that lucky, Captain Morgan. I did not get that lucky. And <laughs> and it was my off day. Well, and then my girl sitting there. You better watch out. You're gonna get roofied. I'm like they could Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby me all they want. <laughs> too much <laughs> that <is> ridiculous <laughs> hit me with the cl- clay lube baby oh, no. but it was a good day alpha i think it was good happy halloween to everybody yeah, yeah. hope you guys now, all had a happy safe halloween let's talk about something really scary the cleveland browns well first first we start off with um World Series. Houston? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Give a, That's because Cleveland wasn't in the World Series. Up. I forgot. Yeah. I, I stopped watching. Soon. I ain't gonna lie. Too I, soon. I, I, I stopped I, watching it too. I only seen game, I think it was game five, which was an epic 12-11 game. Uh, that was great. Other than that, I didn't watch much of it because the Indians were not involved. But Yeah, same here. Yeah, but quick shout out to the Houston Astros, their first World Series championship. Yeah, um, franchise history. Yeah, franchise history. So congratulations after everything that's gone on down in that city. Uh, with the hurricane, yeah, absolutely. So this that, is a big for them. Yeah, so you guys deserve win. it. Yeah. That's a big win. But we'll see you next year. Yes, we will. All right. So now yeah. back to the scariness of Halloween <laughs> and the Browns. Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. Speaking of monsters, oh yeah, but yeah. As usual, um, do you still have jet lag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that's tough to go by after that. It's uh, no the. Uh, Exactly what happened happened this past week uh, with the Browns falling to the Minnesota Vikings. Shockingly, close game going into halftime, 13-12 game. Uh, just, just couldn't really do much after that. That was the end of it for the Browns. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then that was the end. Second half come out and things just fell apart. Uh, positive that came out of it. Deshaun Kaiser did not throw an interception. Let's give a round of applause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that, <laughs> you are literally he clapping is, right now. <laughs> he had some sugar today, didn't he? Wait. Yeah. I am awake this morning. I may have supplied him with right. some of our stash, but uh, yeah. So giggity giggity goop. Oh no. So, anyways, the Browns fell. Not really much to talk about. They we we all kind of. Spoke on it the week before when we talked about previewing the game and we didn't, our predictions were that they were. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But now I, to, to add on to that, um, the first half they did not play typical Browns ball. This is the first time that they had the lead, um, held on to the lead, um, and went into halftime in the lead. And that was outstanding. And now if they could have made the right adjustments, come out of the locker room after the half with, um, the, you know, what they needed to do and sustain that, then, you know, we would have had a great chance at, at actually winning that game. But can you repeat that very first sentence? 
I don't even know what I said. You started <laughs> You laughing. said in the lead like four times, and I think that's the most times we've heard it all season. <laughs> because this is the first time they've ever been in the lead all season. <laughs> she got so thrown off because Eric's like jumping around in his seat. He's like rolling around at the desk. And, and so I'm she, like, what are you doing? I really think that was a fat joke. <laughs> Why do I got to be rolling around? <laughs> <laughs> anywho, oh anywho, uh, the positives to take away from the game oh. is that they had a lead at one point. So. <laughs> I got a positive. Yes. Isaiah Crowell, uh, look, I can't even say his name. Isaiah Crowell actually hit the hole instead of the backs of his linemen. Uh, you only have to say his name for like another eight weeks. That yeah, time. that's yeah. true. Yeah, so good. But we'll get into but that later. later. Um, yeah. But um, it was it was good to see the defense played well in the first half, but they just couldn't hold on late. Uh, give credit to the Vikings. Vikings are a very good team. Case Keenum is actually playing really well for that team. Who thought you would utter that sentence? Exactly. And the improvement of Stefan Diggs, I mean, well, excuse me, the return of Stefan Diggs mm-hmm. really helped him out. I'm digging it. Yeah, so <laughs> what, are, what are these ad libs? You got an ad lib for everything. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I'm so, afraid yeah, to do any other, right, right. Any other segments. <laughs> but I think, you know, coming back from London, and after seeing how they fell apart in the second half, you know, the the Browns supposedly tried to go out and make a move. They tried to uh, get another quarterback and uh, go figure um, McCarron, A.J. McCarron, uh, from the Bengals. But uh, that uh, kind of went sideways. We, we could put it that way. You want to kind of throw that out there? Uh, you would throw this one to me. So for those of you that listened last week, I laid out what I thought that the Browns should do in the offseason. And uh, part of that almost came correct at the trade deadline. Um, I'm glad it did not. I actually, because of it, have changed what my offseason plans should be, which we'll talk about in the second segment. Stay tuned. Um, so the Browns tried to make a trade with the Cincinnati Bengals for A.J. McCarron. The problem was the transaction didn't start transpiring, if you will, until about 3.40 p.m. when the trade deadline is at 4 p.m. Correct. So, reportedly... Throw out there what they were offering. Oh, my God. This is why... uh, They were (laughs) supposedly offering a second and third round pick for A.J. frickin' McCarron. Absolutely. Okay, I like that name. I can deal with that. Um... So basically what happened is that both sides have to put the paperwork together, sign the paperwork, send it to the NFL. Go figure. Cleveland Browns can't do it correctly, and the paperwork doesn't get sent through. For once, though, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Thank you for not sending that paperwork through. (laughs) Yes. Maybe it was a Freudian slip. (laughs) I personally believe they made the trade with the Bengals, and then got off the phone and go, what did we just do? (laughs) Like, wait a minute. What did we agree to do? Like, I'm hoping that's how they did it. I'm hoping they said, are we really going to give them that for for A.J. McCarron, a guy who has started, what, three games? I'm like, ah, nope, nope. They probably was like, we got to mess up somehow. (laughs) I'm at least hoping. That's the only way. I wish that Sashi Brown would come out and say, Get on, get at the podium and go, listen, we really didn't want to make that trade. We messed up. Just be honest about it. Like, I don't understand the logic in offering a second and third round pick for a player who was originally a fifth round pick well, at number 164 overall. That that doesn't that doesn't make any difference, I think, because some players play better and they play worthy of the second right. and third round but pick. But I don't think right. McCarron is one of them. I mean, it's like saying what is Tom Brady worth and he was a sixth round exactly. pick. Exactly. So you I'm can't just I mean so it, so it doesn't it doesn't technically matter it's because he's a young guy and you're you're going to have to give something up and i think the extra the third round pick was added to it instead of just a second round because it's within your division and because it's within your division you're going to have to give up a little more if you think we're going to give you a guy to help you when we have to beat you you know twice a year so i think that's what the thought process was but i'm going to be honest so glad that this did, this did not go through that's just way too much to give up for a guy like that that's just way too much. I don't care how much he knows Hugh Jackson's system or anything like that. I totally agree with you. A second and third for A.J. McCarron, who 
Granted, he can't be any worse than what we already have on the roster. Um, but I just don't see. He's no different from what we have on the roster. He's Cody Kessler is a guy who's been holding the clipboard, gets in there, doesn't do good. Kevin Hogan, guy who practices at practice where you should practice, and then goes out there, <laughs> the holds the clipboard, and then goes out there and doesn't do good. The only difference, though, is he would be a Hugh Jackson guy, and therefore he would probably be the starter almost immediately. So do you believe that the trade was a Hugh Jackson trade and that they possibly changed their mind? I believe that Hugh Jackson wanted A.J. McCarron because he's wanted him since the offseason. He wanted A.J. McCarron. Haslam said, go ahead and get it done. But then Sashi Brown and whoever played it off like they were going to get it done. And they decided not to at the last second because they realized they were giving up too much to do so. I mean, it could have it went that way. But like I said, being that the Browns can't get things right right now, we have to take it as in <laughs> they didn't get it the paperwork in. And that's what happened. And I think it falls on the front office. And it does fall. And that's what we're going to go in in the second segment when we talk about that and how we go about that. So I think that... I'm just glad it didn't happen. I'm glad because of the fact that I think it's just a waste of too many picks. That's too many picks. Those are decent picks. I, I get it. I don't want to be that What's guy. What's the over-under, though, on whether they hit or miss on the, that second and third round pick they were going to give up? Oh, well, yeah. well, but, but here's the thing, though. Here's, here's what is crazy to me. We all know, and, and we'll talk about it more, Jimmy Garoppolo got traded, right? right. Jimmy Garoppolo's trade, he was traded for a second round pick. Why is it that you're offering a second and third? If you knew you can go and get Garoppolo, that's who you wouldn't win got. We'll talk about it more when we come back from the break. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break here on Necessary Roughness. We'll be right back. This is Darby or the Kingpin Morrow. I want you to check out my new song, Unconditional, featuring Dan Smith. I know that I'm a harshest critic. I'm just trying to deal with it. I take it back because this ain't complicated. Yo, it's simple. We all looking for something that's unconditional. Get unconditional now on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Tidal, and all other major digital outlets from FCB Records. Hey, yo, welcome back to Necessary Roughness. This is Eric E. Will Williams alongside Christy Maggard. Hey, hey. And D. Brian Blankenship. Present. Before the break, Brian, you had a point you were starting to make. Go ahead and finish that off for me. Yeah, I think that the, the trade that they botched with the uh, A.J. McCarron thing was more so of like a panic mode move. Because once they seen Garoppolo move, they feel like they had to make a move. Yeah. But my thing is this. It's not like... AJ McCarron beat out Andy Dalton for the job. It's not like Dalton is playing well enough even this season for McCarron to come in. So what makes you think if Garoppolo, who's playing behind Tom Brady, and that's the reason he's playing, he's on the bench, is worthy of a second round pick, but you're willing to go out there and give up a second and a third round pick for a guy who couldn't even beat out a guy who can't win a playoff game? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> now that you put so, it like that. And so Hashtag it just, deep thoughts. Well, it just makes things matters worse for what we're about to basically go into yeah. about whether or not certain people in this organization need to be here and need to be in the you have the title of job that they have. So mm-hmm. Right. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna do something we've never done before and we're gonna play a little game called Stay or Go. Where we're going to go ahead and we'll name a few players and or personnel off and we're going to give our opinions on if they should stay or go. Stay tuned though because at the end of the segment we're going to go ahead and give what we think our off-season plans should be. Let's get it. <laughs> I had to borrow that from Darvio. <laughs> Alright, so let's start with... You know what? Let's start with the worst group on the team. Let's start with the wide receivers. Okay. <laughs> Kenny Britt. Stay or go? Is this the word go should should be a little longer. It should say gone. Go. Gone. Or it should bye, be Felicia. goodbye. <laughs> say it again, Christy. Bye, Felicia. Girl, bye. <laughs> easy. Easy. That w- we had to start off with an easy one. On top he of that, gone. On top of that, the man, I looked this up earlier. I didn't even realize the man's making $8 million this year, $8 million Stop next it. year. Stop it. Yeah. Gone. It's going to be a little bit of a cap penalty to let him go, but... Get him out of here. Uh, the cap penalty is much better than having him on the field. 
Ricardo Lewis gone. Go. He's he just. What was it? Two weeks ago, I I mentioned on the air. I said uh, he went ahead and he had a pass that hit him right between the eight and the zero, and he dropped it. He has had just as many drops as Kenny Britt, if not more, at this point in time. (laughs) He can't create separation. I thought it was a bad pick the moment they made it in the draft. He's got to go. Christy, um, yeah, I mean, we need we really do need to revamp our wide receiver. situation it's it's bad it's just really it's bad um and you know he only has two years experience so he's young which I like especially when you're trying to build a team up I like to see young players come in but at the same time you need to produce and if you're not producing and you're dropping balls that are literally hitting you in the numbers you know that's that's unacceptable so you got to move on Corey Coleman stay and and this is almost like hypocritical to what she just said. It's almost like I want him to stay, but he's not even on the field producing. But his injuries, and he worries me because of the fact that I don't think he's going to be able to handle cold weather over a of a 16-game season. But his talent level and his ability is something that even if it's as a number two or a slot receiver, he's still better than everything that's on this roster. So I'm going to say stay. All right. I'm going to say stay as well um, because I'm going to use this as a segue into the next name I'm going to throw out there. Uh, for those of you who are living under a rock, uh, you probably have or have not seen, Josh Gordon was conditionally reinstated yes. by the NFL. He will be available, I believe, December 3rd is the earliest game. He is available November 20th to return to practice, and he is conditionally reinstated if the NFL agrees to on November 27th, the week after that. And I think that they the said that the first game be, could be like December 3rd-ish. Yeah, correct. yeah. So, um, with that being said, you know I got to have one every episode, Christy. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, I don't even, I'm immune to it. Like, I don't even <laughs> notice. I'm just like, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, I'm going to say Corey Coleman stays because the next name, Josh Gordon, I'm going to say now, needs to stay. The front office has nothing to lose in keeping him. Could you imagine having a, say they draft a number one wide receiver, Josh Gordon, that's your one and two, and then Corey Coleman in the slot? If Corey Coleman can stay healthy, I think the slot is where he would flourish at. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I agree with that. I think Corey Coleman's an outside receiver. He is more of a deep threat than anything. And even when I watched him on film coming out of the draft, I always felt like, you know, they tried to say he could possibly be an Antonio Brown, and I just don't see it. I don't see it either. But I see a lot of deep deep action type of guy. And the thing with Josh Gordon is, and I'm going to say this lightly because I am hoping his life is turned around and he can make a difference. And if I get to see him in a Browns jersey, I will hopefully, you know, be able to root for him. But right now I'm saying go because I just – I'm, I don't want to be one of those people who says I'm done with him after the fourth time he gets, you know, suspended or, or whatever. And then when he comes back, I got my arms open like, oh, Josh is back. No, I've already said on numerous occasions, I just can't deal with his, his the same thing that he does. And so at this point in time, I'm going to stick with my guns and say go for that reason. But if he shows effort, I'm, I will be open arms to letting him in. But I'm going to just say go. Christy. Josh Gordon. Um, no, I, I'm on board with keeping him. Um, I, he is one of those players that, um, I like to watch. Uh, I think he's got a lot of potential, um, in, I think we need to work a little bit with him in the off season, but I think he's somebody that is worth keeping. I think he's a young attribute and I think that he does have a lot of potential. So I would keep him. I'm going to say this though. The thing about Josh Gordon real quickly, Josh Gordon and all his problems, I don't understand how the organization is trying to make a difference when they go out and sign Kenny Britt, who since the early 2000s has been arrested seven times, one for felony assault. Mm. So at the end of the day, boom. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it doesn't make any sense to me that they claim they want to go in the right direction. And Josh Gordon, if he's not given an opportunity here, it wouldn't make no sense to me. All right. Switching positions. Isaiah Crowell. Gone. Christy. He gone. Ain't no more need to be said. He can't run. Boy, bye. <laughs> My man can't even hit a block. Never mind. Oh, Aww. man. Oh, man. What's next? <laughs> next. <laughs> Cody Kessler. Uh, how? 
quarterbacks in general. Just just go quarterbacks. Cody Kessler, Kevin Hogan, and Deshaun Kaiser, stay or go. Hogan, Kessler, go. Kaiser, for the talent possibilities, he you stay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Hogan go, Kessler Kaiser stay. Okay. We're in agreement. Hogan can go, Kessler and Kaiser can stay. Okay, yeah. I'm getting rid of Kessler. I ain't got that. So you're leaving Kaiser as the lone quarterback. Who else are you gonna put on the roster? Uh, I do. Are we gonna get into that now? Do you want my <laughs> offseason plans? No. In a moment. <laughs> Save it. All right. What else we got? All right, Jason McCourty. I'm hoping he stays. He's good for the he's good for the defense, and he's played very well. I hope he stays. He, I think he's only on a one year deal, which is reason I we're he, we have him on here. I hope he stays. He's played well. Um, I'm kind of indifferent. I know, shame on me, sports person. I should really have a stronger opinion on it. Um, if he stays, um, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, <laughs> if he goes, if he goes, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I, you know. Sorry, I don't have stronger feelings about. Uh, I hope he him. stays. He's been the lone bright spot of the secondary. Yeah. No. Um, moving forward, this one is going to be a very personal and tough one. Joe Thomas, stay uh, or go, and if he stays, in what capacity? I am going to say stay because I still think he can play. I think I, but then bias wants me to just have him in a Cleveland jersey and until he retires. So I'm going to definitely say stay, and I think they will keep him. I think you, he, they're going to let him run this out. At this point, he ain't got nothing to lose. He already he made his money, did his thing. Yeah. I can't see Cleveland getting rid of him. I think that's going to be a choice that he makes as to whether or not he's going to retire or return. Um, part of me hopes that he returns because I just absolutely love Joe Thomas. Um, and he's an 11 year, I mean, 11 years. Yeah. That's a long a, time. Yeah. That's one organization. That's a tenure yeah. right there. Especially, um, you, know, yep. you only get that from like quarterbacks nowadays, you but, know, right. like franchise guys. So. Yeah. But um, as soon as he got hurt, I was wondering if he was going to make the decision to retire. So we'll see. I'm in the same boat. I'm hoping he stays um, just because I'm being selfish. Um, and if he decides to retire, I would have nothing but the utmost respect for him. Oh, absolutely. But I would hope that the organization would offer some type of role for him in the front office. Speaking of the front office, these are the last two. Front office and coaching staff. Stay or go. And as you answer, give your off-season plans. Christy, go. Um, front office, are we talking about Sashi Brown? Sashi Brown, Andrew Berry, Andrew DePodesta, those are the three head guys in the front office. Okay, well, Sashi Brown's recent statements um, regarding the Browns are kind of an embarrassment to the whole entire organization. He doesn't really seem like he knows what's going on. Well, they need to play better. Um, <laughs> no, duh. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Madden. Thanks, thanks for that deep insight. That's good um, stuff. <laughs> and if, when you're working on the executive vice president level, you need to come to the table with a lot more than, well, I guess my team should play better then. Um, so obviously... He's young, um, and I don't think that he has enough experience to fill that position that he's in. So he he needs to to go. Um, I'm gonna say he's got to go, and I've already told you guys last few weeks. Uh, Hugh Jackson's gone in my book. Um, I think they got to restart from scratch with the coaching staff, and. I am personally going to say that my biggest offseason move and the only thing I really want to mention about the offseason, two things. I think even if you have the number one pick, I think they usually number one pick is either a franchise quarterback, franchise left tackle, or a franchise pass rusher off the defensive end since 1998. 1998, that is all that has been drafted with the number one pick. I think this year Saquon Barkley's there. you got to take him. Mm -hmm. But I think you have to with $47 million in cap space next year. You have to make Kirk Cousins the highest paid player in the NFL if you could possibly do it. I would hope and pray that the Cleveland Browns go out and pay Kirk Cousins huge amounts of money. I don't care if you give him 25 a year. All right. It's pretty bold. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to say uh, front office, all three need to go. Yep. Um, I'm with you. Uh, and I'm going to go, and I'm not trying to just go against, go with what everybody's saying. I wouldn't mind seeing Peyton Manning being brought in oh. and being the next John Elway, who oh. had the football experience and is doing well in the front office. But get him somebody else that has already done well in the position. 
Then, uh, but the Hugh Jackson coaching staff stays. Yeah, get get a front office that can coincide with what the coaching staff has as their vision, and I think we'll see much better out of the coaching staff uh, draft wise. You know what? I actually don't mind your Kirk Cousins idea. Uh, I'm going to alter my dra- uh, draft thing from last week. Obviously, I don't want AJ McCarron anymore after that botched trade. <laughs> uh, but I say Saquon Barkley first overall, mm-hmm. James Washington, wide receiver from Oklahoma State, and then either trade back into the first round or first pick of the second take Mason Rudolph, quarterback. I'll finish that in a second. We'll be back right on Necessary Roughness. This is Jessica Lavish with The Outlaws. We know that racism still exists in our country, but what about slavery? Human trafficking, a form of modern-day slavery, is where people profit from the control and exploitation of others by means of force, fraud, and coercion. Tragically, no country, community, or individual is immune from the vast injustice. Human trafficking is driven by demand. Instead of contributing to the problem, we can be part of the solution. If we eliminate the demand, we eliminate human trafficking. For more information, follow hashtag demand no more. Hey, yo, welcome back to Necessary Roughness. Once again, make sure you follow the show on Twitter at NRCLE and on Facebook at Necessary Roughness Radio. Before the break, I was trying to finish my thought on what I think the Browns should do in the offseason. Uh, Draft-wise, Saquon Barkley, first overall. Take James Washington, wide receiver from Oklahoma State, with the second pick in the first round. Then, with the first pick in the second round, or if they don't think he'll make it that far, trade back into the first round and take Mason Rudolph. He's six foot five, 230 pounds. Prototypical AFC North quarterback. And not only would he be the pro- prototypical AFC North quarterback, but you just took his number one receiver in college. So he already has the chemistry with the wide receiver. You got Saquon Barkley, and if Josh, they keep Josh Gordon. So you now have your one and two receivers, Coleman in the slot, and Barkley. You immediately just upgraded your offense in yeah. the first round or two of this upcoming draft. That, Shockingly, I like it. I like it, Eric. <laughs> but that's like saying you drafted Kaiser in the second round, and you thought you upgraded your offense, your quarterback position. I mean that's. I never wanted uh, on the Kaiser. flip side. You said he Mason Rudolph six five two thirty. Yes, Deshaun Kaiser six four two thirty three. Basically the same size. Okay. And, and Mason Rudolph has never played under center. He's a shotgun quarterback, so he has to learn how to do that too. Uh, James Washington also five foot ten, maybe five foot eleven. Okay. <laughs> small guys. Again, I don't. What's like- Corey Coleman? Very small guy, which right. I said, and you just said in the last segment that he should be your number I, one or number my two. Exact number. I said he's a deep threat at best because that's what little guys can do. They can run. Okay, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also said that I don't trust him in, in, in Cleveland in cold weather because he can't stay healthy. Mm. He doesn't do well under cold weather because he's a small guy. That's just they need big receivers. They need guys that are going to be mammoth. They need some big guys. But um, and the Peyton Manning thing. God, I don't want to fall under that spell. I don't want to fall under it because of the name. I really don't. Like, go get somebody who's been under somebody who's been doing well's wing. I want who? a wingman. I want to say who, because in my mind, if A, if you go after somebody who's already established in the league, they don't want to come to Cleveland because they don't want to tarnish what they've built as a there career. Are guys. Yeah. Then, if you got an up-and-comer, they don't want to come to Cleveland because they don't want to kill their career before it even begins. Exactly. So why would you why would you think that Peyton Manning would want to kill his career before it even starts? The smart one of the smartest quarterbacks to ever play the game is going to come into a situation in which he's going to kill himself before he even gets started. His career's over. Deepest connections with the Haslam's. It has nothing to do with that. You you say it has nothing to do with that. No. You really think that if they didn't throw the wall at him, like money-wise? You're trying to put a man who has never done this particular job into a job because he's cool with the owner. This is this this is no different. John Elway didn't do it before he got this in front is, office. And, I, and I'm not saying, but there's not a bunch of John Elways. There's not a bunch of six-round. And there's Tom, not a bunch of Peyton Tom Mannings Brady. either. I don't think it's good. It's smart. It won't be smart for Peyton Manning. You're saying that's what you want. I don't believe 
believe that Peyton Manning would be willing to do it for the exact same reasons that you don't think the up and comers would do it because none the of the only them reason I'm saying the fact that they can get it done because of the, like that's that that's the issue they don't think they can trust Jimmy Haslam or anybody else somebody's got to take the job if you can find somebody you got to go after the high profile guys that are wingmen to GMs that have been doing this for a while there's a guy in Seattle I don't know his name but I read into it a little bit Seattle has had great luck in the drafts and I mean Richard Sherman was a fifth round pick they they have hit on a lot of things because of the guys that are in place in Seattle and there's guys behind it so with him being the next up if you will do you really think he's gonna risk what he has in seattle to come here you don't know which is what the same thing i'm saying with you and peyton manning i just don't see peyton manning taking that jump because he has never been in the position and didn't comparing him to john elway when john elway went to denver where denver is has been prolific for years they are a high profile team that can bring people in easily compared to the Browns not being able to bring people into this community, into this, you know, our situation that we currently have. Okay, I want to say two things on this because I know I've been trying to let you guys go at it because you're (laughs) way more knowledgeable than I am. So two things. First of all, I've been saying this for a really long time. Cleveland has issues getting people here who want to be here. We are not going to be successful until we can get people who want to be here. And the the front office is no different. So in my opinion, which doesn't matter much, but (laughs) if I had to sit down face to face with Peyton Manning and I liked what he had to say and he wanted to be here, I would absolutely without question take him up on that. If you want to be here and you have a championship mindset and you think that you can do something with this team, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't take a chance on him. And you know what? Some of the best and most successful people in the world, they might not be the most knowledgeable in that position that they're in, but they surround themselves with people who are. So we bring Peyton Manning in, and then you bring in those other people that you're talking about. That's the key. Because they... Peyton Manning is why people would want to come work here. So if we get him, then the rest will follow. That's the key to Peyton Manning is you can't just get Peyton Manning. And that's what I said last segment. Right. I would say if he's willing to come, but it's all about the willingness to come here. But if, but if he's not willing, I'm giving you secondary options with people, other guys that are out there. It has to be a wingman to somebody who's been doing it for a long time successfully. That's all. You know what? I've had enough Browns talk. It's their (laughs) bye week. So we're going to go on to uh, Christy's segment, The Rundown. What do you have for us this week? Lots. It was a news-heavy week. Uh, A couple weeks ago, owner Anthony Precourt, I think that's how you say his last name, uh, is situated himself to move the Major League Soccer Team Columbus crew to Austin, Texas in 2019 if a deal to build a new stadium in downtown Columbus doesn't happen. Lots of crew fans upset about that. Big deal. Uh, big hit for Columbus and potential big hit for the Columbus crew are huge down in Columbus. Huge. You see Columbus Blue Jackets and crew jerseys everywhere. So believe me that this is a big deal for Columbus. Yes. And I have a crew cup in my uh, cabinet (laughs) from the game I went to. And Eric has a crew cut (laughs) on his head. (laughs) (laughs) At least I'm not balding. I'm bald. Texans rookie quarterback Deshaun Watson Thursday tore his ACL in a non-contact drill in practice. So uh, he'll be out for uh, at least a couple weeks. Um, He underwent surgery to repair that. Um, after surgery on his right shoulder in the offseason, Colts quarterback Andrew Luck hoped to be back this year, but ultimately the team placed him on uh, IR uh, on Thursday. So he is going to be out. Quickly on the Deshaun Watson thing, there goes my fantasy team. All right, go ahead, move on. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. U.S. District Judge Catherine Polk. I'm going to butcher this last name. Fallet denied Ezekiel Elliott's request for a pre- preliminary injunction the six game suspension for domestic violence charges resumes so make sure that you take him out good uh, for good news is the person who's in first place in my league just lost their fantasy season (laughs) (laughs) i'm back in it (laughs) so that helps you uh, last but certainly not least, the Cavs center Tristan Thompson is out and estimated to three to four weeks with a calf strain jay crowder will replace him so Lots of injuries and lots of things to update. Well, the Cavs' slow start has uh, 
been big in the even in the national news uh not being able to put them together um just for all the cleveland cavaliers fans out there let me be the first to tell you and take some words out of the book of aaron Rodgers. relax r-e-l-a-x relax seven new players on the team this year they need time to learn how to mesh and get things together and do not be surprised if a trade is made at some point in time to try mm-hmm. to, and you know, improve the defense. So I think they're in, they're going to be fine, Cleveland. So just uh, keep your heads up and get ready for a long season. Yeah, lots of adjustments, especially with Kyrie out. So there's going to be a lot of lot Isaiah of Thomas ain't even back yet. So I mean, right. You know, we we knew when we made the deal. That we weren't going to have Isaiah Thomas right away. So, you know, it's just you get you're not hitting shots. A lot of guys are not hitting shots right now. They will hit shots eventually. It's just a slow, slumpy start. That's all. As much as I hate to say it, we're seeing how badly we miss Kyrie, how badly the offense runs without him. But but let's wait for Isaiah Thomas, who we don't even know if he's going to come back fully healthy and play the same after a hip injury. Again, when you make a deal. Like that, you have to you have to take every single thing into consideration. And the fact is, is that when you traded and gave up Kyrie, you received Isaiah Thomas. We have not seen him play yet, so we don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, Ty Lue said the other day that they're not having fun, um, and so they're just now figuring out their flaws. Well, you guys need to get it together and start having fun and quit worrying about what everybody else is saying about you. They don't like the regular season. They're old men. Yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, nobody likes the regular season. So disrespectful. <laughs> we got to take a quick break here on Necessary Roughness. We'll be right back. Pleasure, the new single by Devon and Madeline Hayes. Get pleasure now on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, Tidal, and on all other major digital outlets from FCB Records. Yo, welcome back to Necessary Roughness. This is Eric E. Will Williams alongside Christy Maggard. Hey, hey. The Brian Blankenship. I don't like this segment. <laughs> oh, excuse me. And then we're, you liked it last week. <laughs> we're also joined by Darvio the Kingpin Morrow from the Outlaws Radio Show. Yes, sir. How's everybody doing? Some of us love this segment. Some of us love to hate it. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to cut his mic. <laughs> Snip his, his headphones. Mi- right. Something's yes. going to happen here. My favorite segment. Well, of course, Brian, um, this is where we do the Fantasy Pick 6. So let's start off with last week's records. Yes, uh, please. Um, all right, so <laughs> as we all know, it was a three-way tie going into last week, and then both Christy and Darvio joined forces and picked the same games. <laughs> and we were doing air high fives. This, this is why this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, this is collusion. <laughs> And then I made we the, got our picks from Russia. Right. <laughs> I, made, I made the mistake of picking a lot of games that Eric picked, and I and it, and it cost me. And it backfired. But anyways, uh, Darvio Christie both six and zero for the week, putting them yes. at thirty two and seventeen. Eric, you went three and three, now at nineteen and thirty one, getting closer to five hundred. Um, and then myself, worst week of my life. Um, <laughs> I went one and five. Because I again, thank you, Eric. <laughs> Twenty seven and uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Sure, went, hold on, hold on. You went one and five. I went three and three. The first three games we picked the same, and that I that means you split, You picked what? I, two more games. I was, it yeah, but on your yeah. own. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, I told you I hated <laughs> right. this. Segment. Christy, take it over. Go ahead and get us started. Wait, what was your overall record? Twenty seven and twenty two. Christy, take it over. <laughs> At 1 o'clock today, we got the Colts at the Texans, Bengals at Jaguars, and don't forget the defensive tackle Marcel uh, Darius uh, was traded from the Bills to the Jags for a sixth-round pick. So if you got any fantasy teams, might want to update that. Um, Bucks at Saints, Rams at Giants, Broncos at Eagles, and at 4.05, we got the Redskins at the Seahawks. All right, so let's go ahead and get these six games out of the way here so I can – 
go home and watch him. (laughs) 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 All right. um, First game we got on uh, the um, segment here, we got the Baltimore Ravens, four and four. They're going to head to Tennessee and play the Titans, who are four and three. I'm going to start with you, champ, Darvio. You know what? I am going to go Ravens this week. <laughs> That's too much of a confident beginning. He's like, <sighs> yeah, I'm going to. You know. Christy, co-champion Christy, go ahead. All right. Well, here's the here's the uh, deal breaker. I, um, it's going to be a good game, but I'm going to go the Titans. I think they have a better offense, so I think they're going to pull it out. And Eric? I'm going with the Titans as well. Oh, I, I right. just lost. Darvio's in the lead now. <laughs> Darvio, you are definitely in the lead. I'm going to also take the Tennessee Titans. Um, strong running game. The Baltimore Ravens have struggled severely against the run. Um, both DeMarco and Murray and Derrick Henry should have big games. Uh, second game on our plate here, Atlanta Falcons 4-3. and three. They're going to head to Carolina. They're going to play the 5-3 and three Carolina Panthers in a division game. Uh, keep in mind, Kelvin Benjamin was traded from the Carolina Panthers in a shocking trade. Uh, he's headed to the Buffalo Bills, uh, so no uh, Kelvin Benjamin. It looks like Devin Funches is the guy down there in Carolina. Go pick him up. Uh, so who do we have, Christy? Um, I'm going to go with my my brother over here, the Falcons. So oh. We'll see. All right, I'm going to go to Darvio so brother can <laughs> have his word on this one. Darvio. Ah, oh, man, you know what? This one is really tough. Because uh, yeah. you know I like Cam, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but on this one I'm also going to go Falcons. All right, and brother, pick them, pick them, <sighs> do brother. it, Eric. I'm actually going Falcons as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, they need. They've been on a slump lately. They need to get a W. I am going to join you guys and also take the Falcons. I was going to, once I seen you guys all pick Atlanta, I was like, let me change it. But I don't need to hurt myself too much here. I got to stick to my gut. I lost some ground here, so I got to stick with that. Next game on the plate might be a shocking game for some of you guys uh, out there, but uh, that I put it on here. Uh, The Arizona Cardinals, three and four. They're going to head to San Fran and play the 49ers. Oh, and eight. Have not won a game yet. The reason I put this on there. Jimmy Garoppolo's arrival with the San Francisco 49ers, their new starting quarterback, was traded from the New England Patriots for a second-round pick. Um, they're going against Carolina, the Carson Palmerless, Carol. I mean, excuse me, Arizona Cardinals. I said Carolina. <laughs> um, so, who do you have, Eric? I have a caveat, actually. What we got earlier in the week? Uh, Kyle Shanahan, coach of the 49ers, actually said that he couldn't guarantee that Garoppolo would even see the season, see the field this season. Drew Stanton is still starting for the Arizona Cardinals, so this is why this game is on there. It's not a good quarterback matchup. Right, I get that, but you just said that Jimmy Garoppolo is their new starter, the 49ers. I'm trying to manipulate this pick here. Can we go ahead and make a pick? I'm saying the Cardinals. Cardinals? Uh, Christy? I'm going Cardinals as well. And Darvio. You know what I think? Uh, Jimmy, if he plays, is going to make a difference, but it's not going to be a big enough difference to win. I'm going Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I'm picking the San Francisco 49ers to win this game. I expect to see Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle Shanahan, I expect to see Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I don't think he's going to make any miracles Probably happen, not. But. All right, we got the Kansas City Chiefs, 6-2. and two. They're going to head to Dallas to play the Cowboys, 4-3. and three. Obviously, the Cowboys are Darvio's team, so Darvio, who you got? <laughs> Give me the records again. I got the Chiefs at 6-2, and two, Cowboys 4-3. and three. Keep in mind, Noah Zeke. I like I like the Cowboys, but there's no way I'm picking against the Chiefs in that game. Chiefs. <laughs> I, try, I was trying to get it from them. Well, <laughs> yeah. Eric, who you got? I'm taking the Chiefs as well. Uh, no Zicky Elliott is going to hurt the Cowboys. All, All right. right. And Christy? Yeah, that's true. I originally put down uh, the Cowboys because I figured they would beat them on the rush, but um, that's – yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs instead because – I. I'm not going to make up any ground this week <laughs> because I'm going to pick the Chiefs as well. I tried to manipulate that game to try uh, to get a because you know my to, I need you know somebody Dak to, is in exactly, is in my heart, man. Exactly. But <laughs> Chiefs are strong, coming off two straight losses. They need a they should have a big win coming up. Um, next game on the plate, the Oakland Raiders, three and five. Shockingly, three and five. 
are going to go play against the Miami Dolphins. Keep in mind, no more Jay Ajayi for the Miami Dolphins. Traded to the Eagles for a fourth-round pick, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, with that being said, uh, Jay Cutler returns from injury along with Devontae Parker, his, probably his, his top receiver. Um, and the Raiders get Marshawn Lynch back. So should be a, a stronger game with, you know. What's Miami's record? Miami is 4-3. and three. All right, so I'm going to start with you since you went ahead and asked for that. <laughs> uh, you know what? This is going to be a tough one, but I'm going to go Miami. Miami. Christy. All right, we're going to differ again. Yes. I'm going Raiders. Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to do it. Eric, Raiders at Dolphins. The Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. All right, for other purposes, I'm taking the Miami Dolphins here. It has nothing to do with this show. You know what? I, I'm, I'm saying that because 50, 50 I like yeah. the Jay Ajayi trade because I took him in one of my fantasy leagues, and I think he's going to do so much all of these better different motives. in right. the Eagles' <laughs> Alternative motives. That's why I'm taking the Dolphins. I need wins for money. No. <laughs> all right, well, so I picked them, so I hope you're right. Exactly. So uh, last game on our slate is the Monday night game. Lions 3-4 and four after a tough, close game. As I told you guys it would be, even though we all picked Pittsburgh, I thought that the Lions had a chance, mm-hmm. and nobody believed me. They, <laughs> they, should, they, they were in the red zone five times, five times in the, within the 10-yard line. They kicked five field goals. They scored 15 <laughs> points. Not good. But the Lions are 3-4. and four. They're heading to Green Bay to play the 4-3 and three Packers. We all know the Aaron Rodgers-less Green Bay Packers don't look the same. This could be an interesting game. Eric, who you got? Why do you got to come to me first on the Lions games? You know I hate the Lions games. Because we need to get your, we need to know what you're picking in this, in this one. No. <laughs> Who you got? Oh my God. Lions. That with pains that being me. Said, with that being it. said, that's Christy's team. So Christy, you're next. Yeah, I'm going with the Lions. I, they've got a better overall offense and a better defense. So yeah. I think they, they'll pull it out. Darvio? I'm going with the Packers. Going with the Packers? Darvio. I'm with you, bro. <laughs> and the only reason is, is Green Bay's coming off of a bye. Brett Hundley had a little time to go ahead and get it together. And the Lions have given up some points. I think that with Hundley coming off a bye, he, he's going to play better than he did. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Packers. And so that will wrap it up. All right. That concludes this week's episode of Necessary Roughness. We'll be back to see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye. Game show host. <laughs>